Mindfulness Mode 211. It was scary. I'm in this by myself. I was scared to death. Like, what are you going to do? You're listening to the Mindfulness Mode podcast with your host and mindfulness life coach, Bruce Langford. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks so much for joining again today. What a beautiful day it is here in London, Ontario today. Out walking along the river, I just got out there and just took it all in. I took some photos. It was just amazing watching watching the ducks on the river and the water and feeling the breeze. And the cool thing that happened, I was walking along the trail and this woman was walking her dog, an older woman. She said she was 75 when we chatted. I just stopped and I just said hi and she said hi and Before long, we were deep in a conversation and she was telling me all about her husband and what had happened with him and what his life was like and how passionate he had been for what he did, designing kitchens in his life. They were from, uh, they were from Hungary and she was just filled with passion about the life she'd lived. And she said, and I, and she pointed up in an apartment building we could see across the river and she said, and I would never want to live in one of those. Never, never, never. And she was just so passionate about so many things in her life. And that is the way my guest today is. Lucia Ferraro. She has experience in the weight loss business and it's all about healthy living for Lucia. She is having a summit. I mentioned it last time. It's called Change Your Thinking, Change Your Body. And what is a summit? Well, it's simply a where a whole lot of speakers get together and someone coordinates it like Lucia. And you can sign up for this free summit. This one is free and it's an online event. And once you sign up, you will receive an email every day with one of the speakers talks in it. One of the chats. I think you'll really enjoy it. Oh, and another thing, every guest that comes on has a gift that you can download or receive in some way. So sign up for the summit. All you have to do is go to mindfulnessmode.com forward slash C-Y-T, which stands for Change Your Thinking, the name of the summit. So today, I can't wait to share with you the whole episode with Lucia Ferraro. I think you'll enjoy it. Sit back, relax, and just take it all in. I am excited today because I have Lucia with me and Lucia is a terrific new friend that I've just met in the last few weeks and man does she have energy. I am (laughs) telling you she just emits all this incredible energy and you're going to be experiencing it today but first of all I'm just going to say hi to Lucia and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. So how are you today Lucia? I am, oh, no pressure here to have energy. I am wonderful. <laughs> no, I'm great, Bruce. It's such an honor. I'm so honored that you asked me to speak on uh, on, on on your podcast. So I'm, I'm doing great. It's a sunny, beautiful day in California. So yeah, and it looks like the sun is just flooding into your apartment. It looks it beautiful is. there. I'm going to look like I'm an angel in heaven and certainly in a little bit. So this is good. I'm excited. Okay. Well, let me tell you, uh, Lucia is a people person and you can tell that already. She's passionate about connecting, about learning and growing. One of her specialties is weight loss and her mission is to build a community of women 
and men, she says, who have experienced sustainable weight loss by fostering good relationships with food and their bodies. She'll help you use the power of your mind to change the way you think. And of course, we all know that's what weight loss is all about, and that will help you change the way you feel. Lucia has also created a very exciting summit called Change Your Thinking, Change Your Body, which offers so much incredible value, and we'll be talking about that today. So, Lucia, what does mindfulness mean to you? Let's just talk about that right off from the start here. Mm, I love that question too. So thank you. And thank you for that, reading that about me. It was like, oh, he's reading stuff about me and that, yeah, that's me. So thank <laughs> you for that. Um, you, when, you hear, when you hear somebody else read your mission, it's kind of, kind of cool. Um, mindfulness, gosh, wow. I, for years, were bumping into walls uh, and externally looking for answers. Um, didn't even know that though. You know, I... Uh, so mindfulness for me is is really just that centering to you know what am i bringing to the present moment now i'm going to say this and maybe not be the person that always consistently does that but we'll get into that and it is about being in the present moment i also teach um jazzercise a, a, a workout class and so one of the ways that i instruct is to be mindful of your muscles and your body and your form and what you bring to that and and what it takes for your arm to do this and what your leg does and so that kind of mindfulness even sometimes is difficult i mean i make a joke because you know i like to be funny so <laughs> i make a joke with them that i said okay i see you all shopping i need bread i need eggs i gotta go after this class i said i need you to be here I need you to be present in your body so that you get everything out of why you came here. And so they like, they kind of giggle, but I get them, you know, they, you know, because of the laughing, because I'm like, I could see them, you know, I, I need to be, get bread after this class. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. If we're not in the moments, they're escaping us. And that's why I think time feels like it's flying because the moments are going like this and we're not ever present in them and longing for them. So I'm trying, and, and I'm going to use the word, I hate that word, trying, I hate that word, I hate the word trying, and I hate, it is what it is, I hate that. Okay. <laughs> I'll be careful that I won't say, <laughs> well, it is what it is, Lucia. <laughs> certain, certain things are what they are, and it is what it is, but I feel like it's the new way to give up on myself. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, here's my life, and it is what it is, so it depends on how you use it, and I don't get letters, I don't want to hear emails about, oh, let me tell you, so... The trying to me also means that trying says to me, I'm able to say, well, I tried and I failed. So I tried, but I gave up. I tried. It's not try I'm doing. So I, I reframe it. Does that make sense? Well, that does make sense. And speaking of reframing, I know that you reframed your whole life. I mean, you whole lived life. in New York, right? You lived in New York State, New York City. No, right? I lived in Lo on Long Island. Sorry. Long yeah. Island. Don't okay. you hear it? You don't okay. hear my Long Island. <laughs> I hear your Long Island. So you lived in Long Island. And how on earth did you get to California? Why did you decide to move across the country? Tell us your story. Oh my God. Oh, yay. I get to tell my story. And it's funny because I was on a coaching call this morning talking about this, um, talking about the fact that everyone has said to me, I'll, I'll give you this post. Wow. That was so brave and courageous for you to have done what you did. And I looked at them and I said, oh, it was? Oh, 
I didn't even think about being brave or courageous. I just knew I had to do it. So that said, I, 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 because one of the, in the coaching call that I had, it was about giving ourselves the reverence for the things that we do so well that I end up going, yeah, 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 that's who I am. But here's what I got to focus in on the things that I don't do so well. Right. So, so I had this longing and this passion. I've been in the weight management industry for 30 years, um, 15 working for a corporation. Should I name it? <laughs> yes, definitely name it. <laughs> Weight Watchers. Okay. And so I worked for Weight Watchers for over 15 years. I had originally um, lost 75 pounds with Weight Watchers and became a leader and then ultimately became the territory manager and managed a staff of 102 people out from from Lake Ronca. Anybody out there from Long Island, I managed from Lake Ronca out to Montauk. Everybody knows the Hamptons. I hope they know the Hamptons. Okay. That was my territory. And, and I adored it. I ended up being a leader who was a coach, a life coach. I mean, I, we talked about the real stuff, not the food. It is ultimately, you know, we can get into the food, but I'm like, we have a great program. I have recipe books. Let's talk about why you're not choosing this. Let's talk about what's standing in your way. And I loved it. I, I got the response from everyone. Um, people were doing well. Others fell short. You know, you can't, you're not going to hit everybody. So, and so, and so that part of the job, I loved the, uh, the working with my staff. I loved and I just felt this longing for what else is there? What am I, you know, I was in this big, big house on Long Island by myself. I mean, I had like five bedrooms, three baths, half an acre land. What am I doing here? And I thought, and here's the, here's the interesting thing. It sounds kind of morbid, but I had real close friends from that I, that I went to high school with, dead. I, I talked to this girl six months prior, dead. My cousin, my cousin who I was like this with, he passed away. Three months later, his sister, 50-something ah. years old. I'm like, I was 57 at the time. Oh, uh, no. Don't I look? No. <laughs> so, so this was a wake-up call then. You, it was, you had a wake-up call, and you just felt you had no choice. You just needed to make this change, sell your house. And how did you decide on California? Well, so, so it was interesting because I have to say, just to get back to mindfulness, though, in the whole process of that, because I don't want to make that sound like that was easy to do, because once I made the decision to do it and leave, it was a surrender, a surrender that I've never had before that said, because it was scary. I'm in this by myself. I was scared to death. Like, what are you going to do? And I thought, well, so I have three kids. Oh, 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 one's at, one's in Tennessee. My daughter's in Philly, and my one came out here. He's in the music business, and he right. came out to California. And I had come to visit him also. It was beautiful out here. I'm like, you don't shovel snow, bring it on, you know. So, <laughs> so in that thought of saying, let me, I'll move to California. It really was. It really was just. It was actually a drastic, you know, from from right to left. Yes. Right to left. And so I had to surrender though. I had to surrender to, I literally took myself to the beach. I calms me there. Mindfulness, meditation. I can, when I go to the beach, all things go Well, here. it's water, isn't it? Isn't it water that does that for you? The waves, you yes. just start to feel so relaxed. You feel the, the tension just melting Belts. out of your body. Belts. But it was... And I knew that. So here's a, there's a piece there because I knew if I go to the beach, I will behave this way. So there's something about that and that maybe we could talk about. So I went there and I said, you know what? 
take this from me, this, this angst, take this from me. I can, I don't want to hold on to it and bring the people that, that deserve my home that I raised my children in for 32 years. I and point me in the direction that I can best serve you and everyone do that for me. And in three weeks I sold my house and that was, that was, my son got married. The more than once out here, he got married May 1st to the, uh, 2010. No, no, sorry. That was, that was my father passed away then. Cause he was there at the same time. He got, he was two years ago and, and, and I was out here by September. And I was like, I, I sold my house. I sold all my stuff in my house. That was a whole other process. And I came out here and I said, I'm going to just, I have to do this. I have to serve. I have to give what I, my lessons, what I'm still growing and learning because I have a connection and I know that I can do that. So, and that was so scary, but I'm, 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 I'm still not, I'm, I'm still in the place where it was a year, September. I've not regretted a moment of it. I just know it's right. I just know it's right. So as soon as you arrived in California, did you feel grounded? Did you feel like this is the place for you right now? Yeah. Yes, I would have to say you're asking that. And in that moment, I'm thinking, yeah, because there were so many emotions that came that came up for me. But yeah, it felt right even when I chose the apartment. Um, I mean, it's such a small, it's my transient space, if I can say, if you talk about mindfulness, and, you know, when I get to defining meditation and I don't do it, and then yet I do in my way. And I know you and I have talked about this, even when I interviewed you on the summit about how you can make it you and still be at, be at the process of it. And so I have everything. It wasn't until, um, you know, it's funny, I'm, I'm dating a man who I went to school with, but I didn't know it. I didn't know oh. him. Like I was like, oh, hi, Michael. He was like, oh, hi, Lucia. And that was it. His name was Michael too. And uh, he grew, he, uh, he uh, graduated a year ahead of me and then 30 years ago moved out here to San Diego, looked me up and we kind of hooked up. Well, P.S. He comes over to my apartment now and I have everything set up and I didn't even realize until he was here how I set things up. But when he came and he has a very minimalistic apartment, very little stuff up. You know, I don't want to say he's a guy, but he's a guy. No, so, <laughs> so I said it. So, so he's walking around. I'm behind him and he's walking around my apartment and this is me. <laughs> and in that moment, I felt myself like, what are you embarrassed? Are you, what are you, what is that? Like all of a sudden I felt myself. And then I stopped and I said, let me look at what he's looking at and understand what it is I'm feeling. And as I looked around, I could see there are messages to me everywhere. I have a message on my mirror. If you can dream it, you can do it. Walt Disney. I have a message on a mirror above me here. Anything is possible. Never give up. I have messages everywhere you look. Go confidently in the direction of your life, in the dreams. I have messages everywhere. And I, in that moment, as he's looking, I went, oh my God, this is your transition space. This is where you, I have my mother's picture behind me. She passed away in 2013. I talk to her every day and I go through that transition with, for myself. And I realized in that moment that he's looking around and I was feeling embarrassed. This is exactly where I need to be. And in the space and how I have it set up so that I keep myself knowing what my mission is and where I am in my life and what I have to offer and what I have to grow from you know, I have, a, I have a little tag here. I don't know if you could see this. I have messages everywhere. This says, I teach on my growing edge, and sometimes that means that I struggle. Sometimes it means that I'm chasing after my breakthrough. Wow. And because I can do that, I can, I can see other people's 
opportunities. So well, I want to go back to when you were a child. What were you like as a six-year-old child? I bet you were just so vivacious and full 10. of energy. Look oh, at me at 10. Okay, I have move it closer head. to the camera so I can see it even better. Okay. Wow, yes. There you are at 10. So they got you to stand still for a second <laughs> or two. <laughs> and I, I put a little note here. It says, out of confusion comes new, pa- new patterns. And that was a, a fortune cookie. And I had another little picture. And I have her sitting here and it's funny that you're saying this because I want to get you get your question out I uh, she's been behind now things and I I need to bring her out in the forefront so go ahead and ask me about my 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 child go ahead what was the thing that you loved to do the most as a child oh boy I the first thing that pops into my mind is to talk to people when we moved to Long Island, I, w- I originally uh, was born in Huntington, but we moved to Queens. My father's from Brooklyn. My mother was from Huntington. So they met halfway. We lived in Queens before everything was on top of each other even. Because um, I was born in 1958. That's right. <laughs> I'm saying my age and I'm proud of it. I really am. I feel very proud to, I don't feel that, you know, but nevertheless, yeah. I, so we moved out to Long Island and I could tell you, Bruce, I could see what I was wearing. I had my hair pulled back, a little headband on, a little yellow outfit with a little white piping, a little skirt. And I sat at the bottom of the driveway in the, in the, the apron of the driveway, it's called, shaking my head like this, waiting for people to pass and a girl pass. And I said, hi, I'm Lucia. I just moved here. What's your name? Where do you live? I could not wait to speak to people. I wow. love speaking to people. And between that and my my reckless abandon of dancing, I loved to dance. So, and it was interesting because I always had a quick, easy, comfortable connection with people. Um, I could probably count still, even at this age on one hand, the people that I've had to let go of because their energy wasn't right. Uh, And it was in my face how not right it was. It just didn't work for you. Yeah. And it was almost like it took me back. Like, oh my God, I, I don't think I like this person. And it was almost like, oh my God, sacrilege. Yeah, but it was, um, it was interesting. And so, and so it, even in that moment of that carefree, you know, rapport, I, I think still I didn't trust myself. Oh. I think still, I've, I've come to find in the, in the child uh, work that I've done for myself that, because when I went to go in, I call her Chia. Her name is Chia. And when I went to go talk to Chia, she wouldn't look at me at first. And I was like, oh, this can't be good. She's not looking at me. And she, the first thing out of her mouth was, A, how long, why, why did it take you so long to come find me? And B, why didn't you trust me? Why didn't you trust that we knew what we were doing? And I just listened to her. And I said, I, I don't think I did feel that. And I don't know if I made the decision to do that or why I made the decision. I'm still like working on that. But what do you, ask me your question because I think I guarded your question. <laughs> well, I want to talk to you about bullying because I know that when you're a kid, yeah. a lot of times you experience, now sometimes you experience yeah. being a bully. Maybe you, you experienced that or maybe someone bullied you or maybe you had an experience with someone else who was being bullied. But I've, I've worked in this field for so long and I always like to ask questions about this yeah. because it's related to mindfulness. It really Absolutely. is. Tell me, have you ever had any kind of bullying situation in your life, Lucia? 
Um, maybe not in the sense of the definition. Uh, and, and again, I know everybody's definition needs to be your definition. But I think the first thing that came to me when you asked that is that I personally wasn't bullied by an external source, but I certainly bullied the crap out of myself. Mm. Honestly, I mean, I really without uh, prior to this child work that I did, um, it was the not enoughness things. It was the it was the quest for perfection and the why can't you get to that. Um, and, and that to me is bullying. And when did you realize that you were doing that to yourself? Oh God, not until, not until I started to really do the work. It was surrounding me getting right with losing my weight. It was, that was such a pivotal model for me because it, it, it changed, it shifted the way I parented, right. it shifted the way I thought about myself because I needed to, I needed to attend to the self-care of me because I realized that if I, you know, you know, they do that whole mask in the airplane and it comes down and I, and I know it's a great imagery. We're overusing it and I've overused it too. Cause everybody goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Put the mask on and then help everybody else. And we mitigated even the metaphor, right? Um, however, it's true. And I realized, so for my parenting, I realized that if it's my job to teach my kids to live in the world without me and if I am, and so that A, helped me parent better and B, I was able to now take care of Lucia and model what that needed to look like to my children. But, but in that process, I realized how I bullied myself in all of that thinking. And it was all, it, I bullied myself in the thoughts. The thoughts definitely were thugs. They were not like the, the, the ones that could come up and nurture me were pushed down for sure. And I, I allowed to nurture that negative self-talk, which is why I'm so passionate about change your thinking, to change right. the way you look at things. Um, so how did you change it for yourself? I, 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 had to, I had to get real with that. I had to focus in on, like I started before, like everybody sees how brave and courageous it was for me to come here. And I'm like, well, whatever. I had to turn around the, the good gifts that I had to give myself and everybody, mostly myself. Like everything, in my opinion, comes from nurturing and honoring yourself and making you and, and, and the quest for being the best that you can be in yourself. Because if I'm not, I can't give that then, right? If I'm not right with me, I can't give enough of that. So, so I really had to give it a voice. I like to, it's almost like letting the, 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 the girl talk too. Like, why didn't you trust me? I didn't speak at all to her because I knew that if I spoke to her, it would have to be with honesty. It would have, have to be with empathy, but I feel like she needed to hear herself talk to me. Right. And I needed to also give myself, I wrote down everything I would tell myself about why I wasn't good enough, why I didn't deserve it, why I wasn't worthy. And I let, let it, I had a, a, a flow, like, so that stream of consciousness writing, mm -hmm. um, I had to write it because I had to read it over and over again. Like we can speak it. Sometimes we speak it, which is great because whatever it goes back into our ears. Right. But I might not always remember all the words and all the emotions until it's out on paper. I remembered reading something I journaled and I went, Oh my God, that's right. I really felt like that. And you know, forgetting it, it's up here. If, and I also felt like if I spilled it out onto the paper, it's out of me. It doesn't have to stay in here in the tape that plays. And I don't have to give it the, 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 the airtime that I was giving it. And then I promised myself that if I gave myself a negative comment, I had to follow it up with a positive 
comment, a, a, a positive, uh, nurturing comment about myself. So some of us would say that you worked through this by journaling. You just kept writing and writing and writing, but then you went back and you reread it over and over. Yeah, I actually, I have actually put it next to me because when you asked me about books, I said, I have a lot of books about what means mindfulness to me. So my gratitude journal is, and I use this, I write in it and and I didn't give it and I have pictures and things that matter to me. And, um, you know, I, I, I didn't give myself rules. I don't work well with rules, if I can say it like that. Like you have to journal every night and every night it better be... And if I don't, here's what happens, why I don't like go with rules. If I don't journal or I don't write it down, I see you suck at that. All right. Okay. You beat yourself up. Boom, boom, boom. Here she comes. And I'm very, I, and I know that I have a masculine energy about myself. And um, my own, my coach said to me, it's about turning your masculine energy into powerful feminine energy. And I went, what is that? When he said it to me, I went, powerful feminine energy. Wow. I never thought of it that way because mm-hmm. I had been behaving in a masculine way Okay, my whole life in terms of survival because I'm, you know, divorced twice with stories of, you know, I know my stories, but it was what I brought to that and surviving that as a woman, keeping her home, being in the workforce. So everything had to be looking like, look, I got my muscle out. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And I, and I let go of the feminine energy, the powerful feminine energy is different. That was a different way to look at it. And so that beat up and that perfection, which is again, a self-worth issue. I had to be very kind, much kinder to it. So I even like, I don't give myself rules, write in your journal. Don't write in your journal. Give yourself three things. Don't give yourself, if I was able to do that, then I could see the benefit when I did do it. And I felt more loving to myself. So. Right. Well, it sounds like you've always been helping people, but I want to know how you decided to start a summit, to create this summit, which is incredible. Change your thinking, change your body. You've got all these fabulous speakers on there. When did this idea come to you and how did it, how did you put it all together? God, it was, a, it's kind of a labor of love because it's a lot of work. <laughs> I bet it is. And it's interesting. What I love about it, just to say as the, on the hindsight part of it, because it didn't start yet. It airs on the 27th of April um, and it runs for 21 days there. And, you know, we'll, we'll get information out about that. But it, um, the, the, it was a labor. So I, I also know, I was talking to my son about this, like when you work at the ground level of anything and you do every job, you know how important it is and what it requires. And so right. you know that when you, you know, ask people to help you and how, how to help you, you know what that's all about. So I appreciate the lessons that I learned in the journey of all of this too. But it for me, it was, you know, like I'm known for, you know, doc, it, it was Wayne Dyer who hooked me on, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And I was like, that's brilliant. And I, from that moment, and it really was so long ago that I read that, I, I just lived like that. And I thought more people need to hear this, not just from me, but from all of the thought leaders that are out there, people who coach in that res- res- respect, even regardless of what, you know, your niche is, if you will. It, most people will start to say, give this another meaning. How could you look at that differently, right? Most people, coaches, I think genu- uh, genu- generally, genuinely, both of those words, uh, want to offer that to people because you have the answers, right? So I thought, here is people who respect me 
and who know me. Mm-hmm. And it's not the biggest community yet. And I really want a bigger community. And I wanted to really have all of the speakers that I have, the experts in what they do and how they do it, come and give their their point of view on what change your thinking, change your body. And quite honestly, I put body in there. I'd love to change your thinking, change your life. Whether it's got to do with your body, your relationships, your whatever, it will it will absolutely, if you can give it a different meaning and look at it differently, all of a sudden things look different and you go, oh, right. Like it's amazing when it happens. Oh, I never thought of it that way, which is my favorite thing that comes out of anybody's mouth. I never thought of it that way. I'm like, hallelujah. Excellent. We're on the right path, right? Yeah. And you know, it's terrific to hear so many different views about how to change your thinking, you know, because like you say, you know, you can learn it from one person, but then to hear it from another person, it just gives you a different perspective. And, and Mindful Tribe, you know, this is going to be an awesome opportunity because it is a free summit. I'm thrilled, Lucia, that you invited me to be a speaker on there. And I'm just so excited to meet the other speakers as well. But uh, Mindful Tribe, you can sign up for it. Check it out, mindfulnessmode.com forward slash CYT Summit change your thinking. That's what it stands for, CYT Summit. Go there, check it out, sign up because it is free and it's a great opportunity to hear so many speakers. But I want to ask you about a couple of the speakers. I know JJ, JJ Flazan, she's awesome. I interviewed her for my show. Tell us about JJ and some of the things that she's sharing on there. Oh boy, she I I adore JJ. She has a point of view and she is passionate about her point of view. Um and and she's very thoughtful about the way she presents herself to the world in terms of your physicality. Yes. And the emotions that surround um surround it there because that's what I loved about what people brought here and even even her that we talked about physicality, the foods you the foods that you feed yourself even create a uh, you know, physiology about you that then turns into a psych- psychological something and, and why your thoughts go there. Everything matters. Um, and I, you know, I loved the energy that JJ brings, that JJ brings to this um, summit in her knowledge. She's got a lot of knowledge about about your body. She really does. How it works. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've taught, you know, I told you I'm an instructor also. And so I've gotten into a lot of the, you know, the way your body is, and she absolutely has your best interest at hand. I love that. And that, and she sort of, you know, molds it to who you are, which is, and I got that from every speaker also. It's about, you know, figuring out you, not the masses, you. Right. Tell me about John, John Brew Brubacher. Tell me about John Brubaker. Yeah. Coach Brew. Oh my God. He was so fun. And you know, he's a coach. So he started and it's so funny because you're going to hear some backstories and I love people's backstories. As so to do why, I. Why they're, at, why they're at where they're at. And it is, it's no coincidence. It's no like happenstance. It's not like, oh, this is what happened. And after it was meant to happen to you so that you could get on the path you're meant to be on. Absolutely. I stand firm on that. And, and so coat, and he has a lot of good backstory that he talks about. So I won't, I won't do a spoiler. I won't be the spoiler alert, you know? Um, and well, so, tell me about, tell me about Wendy Higdon. I want to know about her. Oh, Wendy. So Wendy, well, wait, I wanted to, I wanted to first tell you about coach brew because he, he references how we have coaches from birth to through our schooling 
And then, and then we may, he goes, millennials, it's not your, it's not your fault, but then boom, <laughs> just dropped, right? So I really want you to tune into him. Wendy Higdon. So here we go. I go, oh my God, I was researching um, the, 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 the topic, change your thinking, change your body. And bam, she wrote a book, change your thinking, change your body, change your mind, change your body, she said. So I was all like... Finding him, Wendy Higdon, and I want to hear what she has to say. And she has a really great, uh, the title of her, um, her email, I titled it One Marshmallow or Two, just to pique some curiosity because she talks about that experiment with little children in offering them one marshmallow or two. And it was a really great, uh, a great analogy that she made there too. Yeah, I enjoyed Wendy. She's very sweet. Everybody was so passionate about what they do. And that, that gave me goosebumps completely, you know, just just to see how passionate about what they do and what they want to bring to the world. I, I felt like I was, you know, when you're in the energies are contagious when you're in with the, with, with the right, like-minded people. Oh. Well, I'm looking at this list and I think there are over 20 speakers. Am I right? 28. I did 28. 28. I couldn't oh stop. Gosh. You know what? I couldn't wait. I, I was like, Oh my God, I love your point of view. I love your point of view. I found it to be, um, and I, and I really hope everybody hangs in there with it because the, the, the best message and, the, and the, the most important one I want, not only obviously our point of view, but I also want to hear from our audience. I want, to, I want our audience to engage with us, to just say, that was great, but here's what I need also. Or that was great and you made me, you know, that helped me. I, I was able to move a step forward today. Or right. whatever you want to tell us, because that's why we do what we do in the world, right? I want to, I want to make of sure course. what I'm offering you is what you need, not like, let me jam in what I want to give you. you wanna, you're going to take it whether you like it or not, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, so, let's touch on the format of this, Lucia. Okay, what sure. do you do? One or two speakers a day? How does this work? And and the day again it starts is April 27th. Wasn't that right? Yes, it is. Yeah. April 27th. Yeah. And you're going to, everybody that signs up, you, you got to go to the link that Bruce mentioned. You'll sign up. You'll see my little video there and uh, you'll see a little sign up so that immediately you're on the list to, to get the daily emails. Um, I did do... Um, I, so I did 21 days of this. And then for the extra people that I had, I coupled them with things that made sense that, so for those days, you'll get a second email that'll say oh. uh, at like three o'clock. I don't know. I didn't pick a time. I didn't pick a time yet, but in the afternoon, you'll get a second opportunity to watch somebody else. And Oh, so most days it's one speaker. So it's that simple. You, you sign okay. up, you get an email every day with every a day. link to a speaker. You enjoy the speaker and then you enjoy the rest of your day. That's and- easy. They gave a free gifts. Everybody's free gifts. Free gifts every day. Free gifts. That's going to help you every day, especially with what they bring to the world. So I that to me was uh, that was exciting. So after after the interview, you go back to the email. Uh, you you'll you'll get information on how to get the free gift to help. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I know I've been working on my free gifts, doing uh, guided meditations. I'm I offering three of them. So I've got I've got water sounds in the background oh, because yes. I just love going down to the river and I hear the birds and I hear the water. And that's where I love to meditate sometimes. And so I just wanted to put that right in there to the guided meditations. So this is just so exciting. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to appreciate that. And you asked me about a book, by the way. This is one that I found very helpful. The one minute meditation. I, oh, it's one right. moment meditation. Yes. For Can people on the go. Now that wouldn't be for you. <laughs> no. uh, but I got to tell you, I, it was my, you know, I, I recognize the importance of med- meditating yes. and what it 
brings to me. And it's so interesting because I know what I get out of it. And yet some days I still, oh, I got to do other things other than start my day with that. And when I start my day with meditating, my day goes great. And so why aren't I not choosing that every day? So, right. so right. I, again, I'm, 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 I'm on my growing edge, <laughs> but this was very helpful. And um, I appreciated that the moments because I'm taking them one moment at a time. And that's perfect. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I was just going to ask you five quick answer questions. And the first one, who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice? Tony Robbins. Oh, isn't he amazing? And how has mindfulness affected your emotions? Oh, wow. It's helped me get because the emotion, so the emotions that stand out are always the negative ones, right? Um, and so, and so, like in this space that I'm in, being mindful and go, like I reconciled just talking to my mother's picture. I reconciled our relationship that I didn't see. You know, I realized that my responsibility, my my role and responsibility in that. So, it has totally affected that the emotion of that because it shifted everything, even though she's passed, right? It shifted everything in the way I've looked at my, even, even resenting if I had that um, there. So, because I recognized that I wanted to see this, she gave me this, but I was here and missing this. Does that uh, make sense? And yeah, so that I does. Said, wow. Wow, Lucia. You had a, you had responsibility in this too. So that to me was a, and it was a it was a moment of surrender for that. I like released my mother from that, even though she's passed. You know, that's I, amazing. I needed it for me though, right? I yeah. needed it for me. It was a forgiveness of sorts. So that mindfulness, I'm very much here in this space, literally, constantly going through what am I feeling? What are my emotions? Why is this coming up? Is this meant to teach me? It is. What is it teaching me? So I have been immersed, even being here and then, and then, you know, um, enhancing the work that I do in that, because I feel like that's important to not only for myself, but to also give because people, I hope right now are nodding going, Oh, yeah, I did that. Sure. I did that. Right. The bobblehead yeah. thing. Yeah. That's what I, you know, when, when you can connect with somebody and not feel like you're in the boat, rowing down the river by yourself, I'm like, get in the boat, grab your oar. We're all going, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Tell yeah. us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice, Lucia. Oh, breathing. So, so I do that when I, uh, you know, especially when I, when I make time to meditate, but I definitely breathe when I'm walking. Um, like I will put on a certain, uh, song or a certain, not even songs, but they're usually just instrumentals and I can focus in on my, on my breathing and my tempo. And, right. um, yeah, cause I find that important. Even when I'm teaching my class, breathing is very important to, and there's a way to do it. Like even like, so when we do abdominals, for example, so I'm always telling people, hold your abs. Like I was going to come punch you in the stomach. Of course, they're all like, oh, you're not gonna, right? I said, but that's different. And then you could still breathe, right? And there's still something about the way you need to breathe so that your body performs the way you want it to perform. And oxygen needs to go to your muscles so that you can do an aerobic activity. So that's important. It's yeah, it is. Yeah, it is yeah. important. Well, if you could recommend an app which oh. helps you to be more mindful, is there such a thing? Do you use apps at all? I do. Um, and it's so funny. I, I had even wanted to get the woman who did the, oh, my God, I can meditate. She has an app that came and, and it, it wakes you up very sweetly. Good mornings. She makes you stretch. 
Um, <laughs> and so, and, and I don't know how it's not on my phone anymore, the, uh, the notification to the good morning, feel your toes in your sheets. And I was like, ooh, I was enjoying that. And so it's so funny that because that, and um, there was a, a, an app called Calm, I think. Yes. And it was, I could put the, the, the water on and hear that. So I appreciate that your gift is going to be something to do with water because I know that immediately pushes me down to center. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a one, um, the Sharon Karn, I can't remember when she's there, but she's, she does sound wellness. Okay. And I interviewed her. She was wonderful. I interviewed her about sound. She's got the, 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 um, the bowls, the, the, um, the singing bowls, the singing bowls. And she's got like a rare collection of them. Very Um, cool. Yeah. So she's a very interesting, uh, an interesting interview also, but about what sound does for you. So, um, that's very cool. Yeah. So those are the apps that I use for, for that anyway, right now, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, you know, that's, that's wonderful. And mindful tribe, I want to, I want to remind you of that, that uh, way that you can get into this summit again, mindfulnessmode.com forward slash C Y T summit. Standing for Change Your Thinking. And this is going to be such an exciting experience. I look over this list of names and I'm like, wow, so many great people, so many terrific, knowledgeable, professional people who have so much expertise to share. And I know that, uh, uh, well, quite a few of those names are familiar to me. And uh, like Michael Neely, you have him on. He has a fun you know him i do know him he's got a terrific podcast he's he's been an amazing mentor to me when i first started my podcast he was right there to help me i went to podcast movement in texas walked in here's this tall man first man i met first person that i really met at the event and it was michael neely uh what a great guy yeah he's got great energy and um you know, it, it intrigued me too that he was a medieval knight. I said, "Oh, no, Arden, yeah." So I'm like, "Wait a minute, you're so not not talking about that. You've got to tell totally tell us about that." So yeah, he's got a great energy too. It's very, and that's what I love. You know, I love that I was able to not only bring um, the points of view, but who you are personally, like who, what your spirit's like, what your persona's like, and you know, in the delivery of even what you do. So I think that was just tremendous too. To just, to see a passion burning in somebody is so exciting. It is. So exciting. And we all know, we all have it. It's just a question of, of you know, flushing out the other stuff in our lives to get to that too. And I, that's exactly why I said, I know I was brought here. I know that that's why I came without needing courage and bravery. I knew it was important. I knew that this is where I needed to be. So, and I think, and everyone knows it. Everyone well, knows. There's no it, doubt. There's no it. doubt. Yeah. You are where you need to be. That is for sure. How can Mindful Tribe connect with you, Lucia? How can we connect with you on social media? Oh, yeah. Well, you um, definitely, I don't know. How do you send out these how do you send out these podcasts? Cause I can give you all that information, but I'm, oh, yeah. I have, um, I have a business page and I have a personal page and I usually keep them, you know, um, I, and I really just try to throw out a, throw out some things, um, that are just good, you know, thoughts of the day. So in terms of mindfulness, that's awesome. Right. Um, and so, so I'm on uh, Lucia Ferraro for um, Facebook and even I think I'm at Chia, C-I-A, my little girl, Ferraro on, 
on uh, Instagram. And uh, But I'll give you all that information too. And I'm at luciaferraro.com is where the summit will be um, housed under events. But the rest of my uh, website is there. So, sure. however, you know, it's, it's, and you know, it's, it's interesting because the connection is all that it, that's what matters. You yes, it is. You It's like anything. If you find a doctor and you don't like, like the doctor, I'm not going back to the doctor, right? Because I'm just something you have to invest your time and your faith and your safety and your, you see, if we can make a safe place for you to be able to be vulnerable, that's perfect. That's perfect. You gotta, all I require is willingness. You come to the door with willingness. And if we make a connection, that's it. We're gone. We're in. So. Well, Lucia, it has been fantastic talking with you. And just I'm just soaking up your energy. Here. Oh, you're so, you're so, <laughs> I, I, I adore you, Bruce. I really have to tell you, instantly when I met you, I said, I know that this man is going to be in my tribe also. And I love that you call it the mindfulness tribe. I love it. Yeah. I love that. I think, and because tribe to me has so many different definitions, but what an actual tribe does for each other is what I want to remind people about, that we all come together. If, if one person's needing something, we all come to get that. If, if you're the one that needs to go help and give, right? It's about a give and a take. Yes, it is. It really is. It, yeah. it really is. That's what we're meant to be as humans. So yeah, but absolutely. I, that's what I well, yeah, and I can't wait to connect with more of the speakers on this summit and hear them all. It's going to be wonderful. So thanks again for being on and Mindful Tribe, mindfulnessmode.com forward slash CYT summit. It's free. Get yourself over there yeah. and check it out and click on sign up because that's going to be a great summit. Yeah. So, so wonderful to talk with you today, Lucia. And uh, you have a great rest of your day. Oh my gosh, you too, Bruce. You too. I, 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 I know it's uh, it, we're we're. I love that we can come together here, and we're so far apart in in geography, right? Yeah, so, true. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. you so much. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Take care. Bye now. Right, bye bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.